and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz, and I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Hey, hey, everybody. You know what? I missed the bird. Where's the bird? I shot the f- <laughs> I Germans, and I shot the living daylight out of that. And it's weird because I don't actually believe in violence. I believe violence is important. But that bird, that it's bird torture, had it coming. He oh has coming. Doing the same sound over and over. I was like, do you guys ever go to sleep? I mean, the bats are supposed to come out now. It's dark. Yeah. We're, we're less than a minute in. I already have three bleeps I have to put in. <laughs> so well, You brought up that f***ing godforsaken human bird. So I killed that flying rat. Oh my god. I wasn't expecting any of that when I said I missed the bird. I thought Jeremy would tell us about not being outside. <laughs> yeah, that and that too. I'm not outside this time to to see if you really did shoot the bird. Yeah, but no, nah, he didn't really shoot it. Don't listen to Shane. He just likes to say stuff like that. Um shit out of it. And then I grilled it. <laughs> I ate it for dinner. <laughs> then I deep fried it. Um, I, I smoked it and oh, I had wrapped a, it in bacon. Yeah. And it was really good. Oh my God. None of that is true. So I was away this weekend. I was at Universal. So I didn't know that you went over to Jeremy's and killed the bird. But uh, uh, <laughs> so tonight we are going to what? Oh, I said it was like a party. Oh, tonight we're going to listen. Last week we did something with the wide receivers. We decided to talk about the top 12 ADP right now and who we thought was going to be in the top 12 next year. So it actually went over pretty well. We had fun. A lot of people gave us a lot of good feedback from it. So we decided to do it again tonight, not with wide receivers, obviously, but mm-hmm. with running backs. Yeah. So we're going to do the top 12 running backs in ADP and who we think will be there next year. But before we do that, we have a couple, I guess you could call it news, barely. Um, our news is brought to you by our new sponsor, underdogfantasy.com. So Shane, tell everybody about Underdog Fantasy underdog um so first things first and this is just awesome uh underdog is now in pennsylvania oh um, you were complaining last week that you couldn't yeah, even do I it was. so <laughs> um, good. I, uh, our contact over there he actually dm'd me and was like hey he's like just a heads up we're in pennsylvania i was like cool i'm gonna sign up and use promo code <laughs> Trades hq and you know what, <laughs> what? i used promo codes trades hq um, and last week there was actually a $25 sign up bonus when you oh. signed on. So I got a free 25 bucks. You know what I did? What? I immediately drafted a best ball team. Um, cause they got that awesome best belt, best ball tournament. Uh, it's $3.5 million, uh, best ball tournament, tournament, tournament. <laughs> tournament yeah. yeah. Best ball mania too. <laughs> um, one point, well, I don't know, a million and $1. I don't know why the one's there, but a million dollars goes to the champion. Underdog is awesome. Um, I like I said, I immediately that free twenty five dollars I got, I spent it was like, yeah, I'm winning the best ball tournament, so I'm going to win a million dollars, and then uh, quit work. But yeah, no, go sign up uh, for Underdog. Use promo code Trades HQ. Really, I, I mean, honestly, it's an awesome site. They have money back guarantee things on there. They get free drafts when you lot when you sign up. Uh, looks like they gave me some money when I signed up. Make sure you use our promo code. And then the best thing about it is when uh, the season kicks off, we can we can draft against each other every week. This is going to be awesome. I can't <laughs> wait to do this with our patrons. I'm going to stomp the shit out of them. <laughs> Um, for sure. Yeah. Like it's, I'm not going to be merciful at all. Um, I'm going to get them in some tournaments with us and then beat the shit out of them. <laughs> so you don't, you don't think I'll that, enjoy it. <laughs> do you think that there's some, uh, podcast hosts and stuff that treat their patrons like their children and let them win sometimes? I'm sure there are. I listen to other podcasts and they talk to people like they think they're talking to children. So <laughs> I'm sure they treat their patrons as such. But we're not raising children here. We're raising, uh, we're raising men and women and non-binary individuals that are full-fledged adults because they do not give. Uh, our patrons are strong. Our patrons ain't scared of anyone. Our patrons are smart. You know, you know our patrons are like street smart and book smart. So that's why I love our patrons. That's awesome. Hey, speaking of our patrons and how great they are, we're going to have another Zoom party this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got a Zoom party on Friday night. Um, by the time you're listening to this, if you haven't signed up yet, become a patron. I'm just going to 
do the patron plug now. So become a patron because we got an awesome patron. Uh, one of the things we do is for the HQ crew is we have a Zoom party uh, once a month. Uh, we're doing that this month, uh, this Friday. Uh, we have the group me chat where I just announced that we're doing the Zoom party <laughs> on Friday. Um, the group me chat is awesome. We got a couple of new people that started this week. Um, what's up, Dogtown? What's up? Uh, uh, Colton, happy to have you aboard. Um, it's good talk all the time. I love it. Um, and you know, you get the bonus podcast, you get the uncensored version of this podcast, and you get koozies and stickers and about to get some t shirts. Like, yeah, we take care of our patrons. Like, I, I love our patrons, I don't like anyone else, I just love our patrons. <laughs> and and in the in the prep for tonight's show, I was talking since I'm back on the road with my brother doing uh conventions with him. I really want us to go on the road. <laughs> so I was suggesting the three of us should figure out some way to do some kind of little mini tour. So we <laughs> You know it. We're there. <laughs> it would right, be so we'll, much fun. We skipped the news. So big news tonight. Well, we purposely um, skipped the news because there's not a lot of news. But well, go ahead. Okay. Well, Tutu Atwell has chosen his Chitarious method. Tutu Atwell. No, no, no. He, he does not weigh enough to get a full name. His name is Tutu. Um, and Tutu is going to apparently return punts for the Rams. So that's going to be fun because he's going to die the very first time he ever touches the field. Um, and I keep joking about it, and I'm going to feel so bad when it happens. Because he's 5'9", 165, eh? He's, he's one die. 49, 149. Oh, my God. Um, he must have lost weight. Yeah, I hope he puts on like 30 pounds before the season starts. Like, <laughs> they drafted you in the second round, kids. You proved your point. You won. Like, good for you. Now put on some weight, please. It's pretty funny that you say that because I've made some jokes to you. All the stuff you say about me, you are going to feel pretty bad. Um, but, you know, you know, bigger news than all of this, and it's kind of not really talked a lot about, with, at least with us, is I heard today on Sirius they were saying that all 32 teams – with the exception of the Colts and Denver Broncos, are now they're allowed to have full capacity at all their stadiums for all their home games this season. Uh -huh. yeah. So it looks as though, hopefully, we're going to get football back to normal as well as the whole world. But uh, uh, I, I don't. I'm sure by the time the season starts, the Colts and Denver Broncos will have it too. But uh, I know I already bought tickets to go to a Bucks game in Tampa. But you know, Florida, we we've had full capacity if we wanted it <laughs> the whole time. Uh, are either one of you two guys going to any games anywhere or anything? Um, my wife got tickets. Bengals Browns game, Bengals Stadium, November. And it's full capacity, so you'll have a yeah. full stadium. That's awesome. Uh, I, I just thought that was better news than the Tutu Atwell thing. <laughs> yes, not, thank you. I'm not going to any games because I hate going out in the public around human beings. <laughs> That's why you're on podcasts every single night, because you, you don't have to be around real people. Those this Eagles games can get brutal, boy. This isn't real. Afraid. This isn't real. This, this, none of this is real. This is, you know, talking over a video. This is basically a game. <laughs> It's like playing, uh, what, Fortnite. So um, what we decided, like we said at the beginning of the show, is that we're going to do what we did last week, but we're going to talk about running backs. One twist that Shane did this week where he said that he kind of wishes he would have done that last week with the wide receivers is he you went backwards three years, right? So you, you kind of got a little bit of a history of how many times some of the players changed in the top 12. So yes. So I, I, sorry, I didn't do it with wide receivers, but yeah, it just, you know, I was driving along and I was like, huh, I wonder how sticky it is like year to year for running backs, um, you know, being in the top 12 ADP. So what we were going to do was with this week's ADP for running backs, we were going to go over the top 12 that are right now, and then we're going to decide which ones we think will still be there next year and who will sneak in there. <gasps> I don't know why you're making those faces. We're not live. People can't see them. Um, but before we do that, you want to tell everybody in 2019, 2020, and 2021 what – you don't have to say who they were, but how many places changed in each one of them? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not going through all the names. But so from – and I went back actually to May 2018 to take a look to start it at. So I wanted to see how many players in May 2019 um, were repeats from 2018. You want to guess how many? Or how well, many were new? I, I, well, either I was, way you put it, it's the same fucking thing. So uh, <laughs> 10 of the 12 running backs in May 2019 ADP were in the top 12 in 2018. Okay. And the only two new guys, yeah. rookies. 
rookies. Which seems to be what happened last week when we were doing the top 12 wide, wide receivers, you know? Well, then in May 2020, <laughs> there's five new players, right? Uh, oh, look at that. In the top 12. But only three of them are rookies. Oh, wow. Okay. And then this year, there is there are uh, four new players that weren't in the top 12 last year. Um, and only one of those is a rookie. So it's interesting because of the of the other four, two of them were rookies last year, and now they're there, right? So there, people care so much. Well, we might as well just say it. Najee Harris, Najee. Like last week, it was Chase who was in the top twelve. So this week, it's Harris. It kind of makes sense then when you look at. Everybody's rookie drafts that we've just been going through, there really was that tier. There was like the one wide receiver and then a bunch of wide receivers, the one running back and then a bunch of one running backs, the one tight end and then everybody else. So it kind of makes sense that Najee Harris is in there, but we didn't say which spot he's in. So no. why don't we go over the top 12 well, ADP right now? Wait, there's a couple things that blew my mind. First of all, Derrick Henry was not a top 12 running back in ADP at this time last year. Okay. What crack co- <laughs> cat, crack cocaine? I just combined crack and cocaine into crocaine. What crocaine were we smoking that Derrick Henry was not a top 12 running back in ADP? Well, if you di- listen, I don't know exactly. I don't remember going into the COVID year, but Derrick Henry had that great year in the year before, what, in 2019? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. did he have a contract? Was he, did everybody uh-huh. think he was old? Did everybody think, oh, he can't do it again? I mean, what what was making the community? Because that's the other thing too. First of all, before we go forward, we said this last week, but we didn't say it tonight. What we're talking about here is ADP. We're not talking about people's numbers. We're not talking about the rankings, anything like that. We're talking about in mock drafts. So it's not based on what they did last year. It's based on what people think that they're going to be this year, correct? Right, right, right. So then why was Derrick Henry not in it last year? I I don't know. He was the RB13. So it wasn't like he was far out of it, but Jesus Christ, he was not in the top 12. But I I will spoil it. He made it this year. (laughs) So you want to go over the top 12 right now and let everybody know what the top 12 is? Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy's got a better speaking voice. I was just, that's, why, that's why I just said, hey, Jeremy, <laughs> why don't you use your smooth voice and tell us the top 12 running backs? I don't know how smooth it is, but it is interesting that Christian McCaffrey, two years in a row so far in May, number one overall running back in mock draft ADP. And he was actually in 2019, you know, just behind Saquon Barkley. So he's not he, he's not going anywhere, even given last year and a new coaching staff. So Christian McCaffrey, top of the list, running back one. Jonathan Taylor, running back two. Saquon Barkley coming off that injury, running back three. Dalvin Cook, running back four. Alvin Kamara, running back five. Mike's best friend, BFF forever, <laughs> is not drifting far out of those top picks. DeAndre Swift gets be- gets in there at running back six. Last year's rookie, right? People loved DeAndre Swift um, all through college. Um, Jonathan Taylor kind of took the took over at the top of that rookie class, but Swift makes his way to the running back six in ADP, and then right behind him, a uh, fellow rookie last year, Cam Akers at running back seven, and then Nick Chubb, who I think is. Uh, Tremendously underrated, sharing the backfield over there in Cleveland, running back eight. Yep. Just ahead of his um, um just ahead of the new running back, the new starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens this season, J.K. Dobbins at running back nine, and then Ezekiel Elliott, running back ten. Right? And guess yeah. can you guess who running back eleven is? I'll give you a hint. It's a rookie. <laughs> it's the one we Michael were just Carter. talking about ten minutes ago. <laughs> <Michael Carter. laughs> <laughs> no, man, that dude's already overrated, and it's Najee Harris. You know that. <laughs> Najee. And then right at the end of the you know, the running back ones at number 12, Derek Henry. I still think that's low. And it's the oldest by two years. He's two years older than Ezekiel Elliott, but he's 27 in the man, top Man, I'll 12. tell you, he looked so good last year. I, I don't see that guy. He doesn't look 27. He's enormous, and 
I don't, I mean, I, you guys, I wasn't the biggest fan when he came into the league, but I've since corrected my ways. And I think running back 12 in ADP is a little low. That sounds like a bye, bye, bye. Derrick Henry. So here's my Derrick Henry story. I was all over that guy when he came out. Absolutely f-ing loved him. Oh like, yeah. I remember this. Like I love absolutely this. loved him. And I comped yep. him to Steven Jackson. Um, because I thought he would get some more, some passing volume, some. I didn't think he would get a lot, maybe not Stephen Jackson's volume, obviously. But I, I think he's got receiving chops enough that he could, you know, 30, 40 passes a year. Didn't you once ask him to be your Valentine in an I article? did ask him to be my Valentine <laughs> in an article several years ago. Um, still waiting for a reply. So then I got tired of waiting. Yes. And Jilted said, lover. I'm getting rid of Derrick Henry everywhere I own him. Yeah. It's never going to happen because Deion Lewis is stopping him and Matt LaFleur <laughs> or whatever LaFleur is there. One of the bad LaFleurs. That year you're talking oh, about when Deion Lewis. Yeah. yeah, one year because, you know, they, cha- yeah. they kept changing their coordinators. And that, by the way, Shane, is exactly what Mike was asking before. What happened? And there was there were several things with Derrick Henry, but the big one was people were scared about Deion Lewis, especially, you know, after the year where they split carry. So, like, it kind of, like, you know, it seemed like everything was falling in place for Derrick Henry to just be this underwhelming guy. And then what happened? Then he got a coordinator that went, oh, wait a minute. We have an absolute fucking monster on our team. Let's give him the ball 25 pass to him the ball. times right. a game. Yeah, and then uh, they still don't pass it to him enough. I, here's the one thing I'll never understand about Derrick Henry. Like, has, have, do his coaches not watch tape of him running in the open field? Like, what he does to people? Like, <laughs> throw him three screens a game. Three screens a game because two of them are going to be touchdowns. And one of them, at least one of them, he's going to fucking take the soul out of the defense and they're just <laughs> going to give up and go home. Um, you know what? But I, I'll run I, around you. And if I need to, I'll hurdle you. And you know what? If that's not going to work, I will bulldoze over will, you if I have to. He doesn't even stiff arm you, he bitch slaps you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even a stiff arm. Like, there's been times I've watched it, and I'm like, that's a penalty, dude. That's not a <laughs> stiff arm. Like, you just straight up hit that dude. But whatever. I, I, anyway. I think another thing I think another thing with Derrick Henry is he's one of those guys that comes on strong at the end of the season. You know, when you're talking about ADP right now, it's pretty much what's the thing that's in your memory the most. You know, and some of these guys who may have had a great season halfway through and then kind of petered out at the end not so much but he he ends up strong every year so when he does that's in people's memories when it comes to these adps late in the year oh shane's talking but he's muted we're already here we're already here we (laughs) might as well just start with derrick henry he's the rb12 will he be in the top 12 next year 2020 oh wait so we're gonna go backwards we're gonna start here yeah Yeah, we're gonna start with crazy I i would say this i think you know, we make these jokes about ageism and all this kind of stuff. And I said the stuff I said about Tom Brady a couple weeks ago, and and people make jokes about me sundowning and everything. I think, I think Derrick Henry next year he'll be twenty eight years old. And if we're just talking about ADP and what people are doing in these mock drafts, I don't think he'll be in the top twelve next year. You're right. I gotta agree with you. Um... The fact that he's only RB12 now after being RB13 last year and pe- people are look, yeah, and he's going to be 28. Uh, we don't have to need to go too deep in this. He's awesome, but he'll be 28. So, no, he's not in. He's not making the top 12. Yeah, I don't think his year. production this year will drop off. I think it'll still be great. And and next year, I think he'll have, it seems like, you know, another year like that. But I agree that people, based on his age primarily and everything else, there wouldn't be a reason to keep him in the top 12 with even, you know, the kinds of running backs that are coming out in the 2022 class. Yep. So, sorry, Dark. Uh, we all love you. Um, but <laughs> beat it. <laughs> so the Dude. next one is the complete opposite then. If we're going backwards, number 11, you're talking about the oldest person on the list. Now we're at the rookie on the list. So he's not, also not the youngest, though. No, he's not the youngest. <laughs> he's, not even, no. he's not even closest <laughs> to the youngest. <laughs> that is true. There's one, two, three, four, five. He's the newest. Yeah, no, he's the he's newest. Not the youngest. He's, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But he's the newest. And again, it's kind of like what we talked about with Chase last week. Granted, everybody is expecting Chase to be the greatest thing that's ever came out or whatever, but there's the possibility that it doesn't happen. So Najee Harris right now is the number one running back in everybody's rookie drafts, but it's 
totally conceivable <laughs> that he doesn't have a great rookie season and he's not in the top 12 next year. Um, you know, I, I, I went first. Last and you know time. how ADP works, Mike. You, you've seen it. You've dealt with it before for DFF back in the day. Exactly. Um, honestly, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. All it takes is for him to have a down rookie year for whatever reason. I mean, it could even be an injury or something, God forbid. But it, it wouldn't take a lot for him to go from running back 11 to running back 13 or 14 for sure. Exactly. So I was going to say, I went first last time. Uh, I was going <laughs> to Shane's doing. Uh, so, so it could happen. Now, look, if he has a great, amazing rookie season, then he does. So but yes or no? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes, and I will veto um, if I need to. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you, no, guys, no, I, you guys I could see it either way, three. but I'm, I could see it either way, Shane, and I, I like Najee Harris as much as you. I think he's going to um, you know, start strong, but based on – Based on the logic that Mike is speaking, I I think it's quite probable that he does fall out of the top twelve running backs. And running backs, man, nobody. I, I swear it's like one of those positions where we always draft them, but nobody really. Oh, Derrick Henry, he's twenty eight now. Hell with him. Let's draft somebody else. I mean, there's no, there's like no loyalty to see, the here's, running back. Not here's a, my problem, enough. and we'll see. The age cliff for five of these guys is literally right there. Five of these guys are going to be twenty six or older next year, which is when That's running one backs thing. die. I get you. Yeah, I I'm see that. I know you're you're you're, you're onto something. You're onto just, something. It's I'm just 20, saying, twenty three running backs, man. Come on. It's All right. Twenty twenty two. Sorry. It's and really weird. Of, Okay, I'm next up, we yeah. got one of those guys, and this is, this is what I'm talking about. We got Ezekiel Elliott at RB10. Now it's he's funny. 25 years old at this time. And it's funny. You go back to 2019, he's number three. You go to mm. 2020, he's number three. You go to 2021, he's number 10. So he mm. drops all the way from three to 10. So refresh our memories. What happened in the COVID year that made him drop from three to 10? Dak Prescott got hurt, and then um, he stopped getting hyper-targeted, and defenses could key in on him, so he wasn't productive. Okay, so if that's the case, if it was the, if it was only based on Dak Prescott— and But if, it's not. Well, you that, just well, said— the other, Well, yeah, I, I, I should—but it wasn't just that. A lot of people are already <laughs> ready to move said. on from him because he's 25 years old. Right. He's at that age cliff. Okay, but— if if it is your premise of Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott is back full speed, is Ezekiel Elliott's production going to go back to where people were drafting him at three? And if it is, then will people see that and draft him higher next year? No. Look at Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry <laughs> had to put up another monster season just to move from 13 to 12. Okay. Dude, you, you know, look, I know you're old, so you don't want to hear it, but <laughs> the, the community hates old people. <laughs> My premise is that if Dak comes back and he's ready to go and Zeke has a great season, I'm going to say that I think that he will still be in the top 12. Jeremy, what do you think? It's another one of those situations where I, I could play a devil's advocate and I could see either side of this because of how fickle people are about running backs, the rookies coming out. Um, but knowing, like you said, if we have a great year from him, which I wouldn't be surprised if we do see that, um, he's a well-rounded running back. You know, not all the guys can do the, the things that he does inside, outside the passing game. Um, you know, I, I think that he's probably I mean, three, three and then to 10, he's only 25. I don't think he drops out. And I want at first when I looked at this list, I was thinking, you know, Zeke seems like a guy that could based on others other things in life, but not running back rushing ability. I don't see him falling out of the top twelve of, of ADP. So, so I, I do I do agree with you again, which I'm starting <laughs> to feel I'm starting to feel bad. <laughs> Why? Shane's gonna get mad here in a minute. Oh, I'm not worried about people. Shane getting it's mad. Fine. We we okay, we fine. we agree on a lot of these kind of things. Um all right, so the interesting one... Ageism. Listen, the, the interesting one is number nine with J.K. Dobbins. And the reason I say interesting is, Shane, I guess it's been about a week, maybe a week and a half ago, there was a lot of conversation going on in our HQ crew um, group me chat about J.K. Dobbins and about trading for him or trading him away. 
And in at one point, there was a conversation saying that you should trade away um, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins and get Josh Jacobs plus. And uh, Shane actually wrote in the group chat, oh, yeah, if you could convince somebody to do that, it's an owner that's not paying attention. Go for it. And then within like 20 minutes, he sent me that offer. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought you were paying attention. That's but great. but the funniest part of it was he left the Josh Jacobs part off of the trade offer. Yeah. So I was reading the HQ crew group me chat. I saw what he wrote. And then when he sent me that offer, I noticed that he left out Josh Jacobs. So I accepted it, knowing that that wasn't what Shane wanted to do. And he immediately texted me on the side going, reverse that. That was not, I left <laughs> you know, Josh Jacobs. Always, he's done that to me. Like we've traded, we've actually had those trades he's reversed more than we've had real trades, me and him. Well, it's funny too, because I, I, I immediately said, dude, I understand. I only accepted it because I knew that you did it wrong. I wanted to see your response. But then I started thinking i was like wait a second you're telling me to reverse it you didn't ask me you didn't come at me nicely you just said it would have been funny it. if you if you acted like you were mad and you were like i absolutely will not reverse this trade to see how <laughs> you were seriously not gonna do it. no and and obviously i did but shane tell everybody about what was going on in the group me chat and what your thoughts on are on jk dobbins i i keep bouncing back and forth with jk dobbins um oh you here's, commit yourself. Here's the something. thing. I know he's going to need to be incredibly efficient, and he's going to need to score touchdowns to be what we hope he's going to be. The talent's there, so I'm going to say I'm going to bet against, uh, I guess, the the odds and say that you know what? he's going to be incredibly efficient, and he's going to make he's going to do what it is that we think we, he can do, and he'll be a top twelve running back this year in production, and then he'll be a top twelve running back next year in ADP. I think if the Ravens give him the volume like you're talking about, the volume that we know that that offense, even close to what they like to do, rushing the football, his ability to catch the ball, I lean toward what you're saying, and I, I think he's probably going to stay there. And another part of that is, you know, he's you know in the top nine of ADP right now. I do think though that it's going to either be him. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we haven't gotten to these guys yet. It's either it's going to be one of the sophomore running backs, Dobbins, Akers, or Swift, that does drop out of the top twelve. I don't know which one it's going to be, but but I bet one of them does, and and be replaced by a rookie next year. And and I, and it just depends on how this this season shakes out. But that's well, my thought. I think since we are already there, we might as well talk about the other sophomore then and try to right. work this out. So personally, because I can't believe he's even as high as he is right now, RB seven, which I'm just mind boggled. Right. Acres, right. Gobstruct and uh all that stuff. <laughs> all those words, yeah. All yeah. those words. Uh I don't I can't I, I don't think Acres is returning to the top twelve next year. I think he I think he's a good running back. Don't get me wrong. Um I think he's, we're going to see a lot more of Daryl Henderson than we want. Um, I think not a straight up committee. Like that's just silly, but uh, <laughs> something like a 60, 40. Uh, yeah. So he's like not a, probably going to get the volume that you'd expect to see from a back that's drafted in right. the top 12, let alone, you know, six or seven, you know, up there in the top half of 65, you know, 35 split maybe, but I think Henderson bites enough into that, that work share that Cam Akers is going to underperform and will not be back. So he's the one then of the three rookie running backs. I mean, I I, I do think it's going to be one of those guys. He's probably the most likely based on what we saw last year. And, you know, his size, all, I don't know, all of it. I think um, you, you make a good point. I agree with you guys. I, I'm. It's funny with all three of the rookies, it's very interesting to me. Well, not rookies. The four sophomores. 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 Jonathan Taylor. Well, yeah. DeAndre Swift, Cameron Akers, and J.K. Dobbins. Okay, so all four of the sophomore running backs. It's interesting to me. I, I'm not exactly sure which ones will still be there next year. It, it, there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. 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 So I will agree with you guys about Cam Akers not being there. Um, We'll go on to some of these other ones, but, you know, we didn't do it like we did last year, which was our, what is your most shocking person? Like, which one really, 
like throws you. And uh, the Jonathan Taylor at number two really kind of threw me. But we'll get to number two eventually. Uh, so dude, we're just bouncing around. It's okay at this point. I mean, let's go to Jonathan Taylor. I don't okay. see any way in hell Jonathan Taylor is not in the top 12 next well, year. I, now, um, look, I wasn't saying not in the top 12, but I was saying at number two. I, I, it, it, to me, Jonathan Taylor at the 1.02 for running backs is just too high for me. Well, so here's here's the thing about Jonathan Taylor, right? He tested out like Saquon Barkley. Um, he produced as well as any running backs ever produced in college. Um, and I think, and once he got the, the, the Saquon Barkley type uh, testing, athletic testing, the dynasty community, including myself, went ape shit over him. We just were like, okay, I'm completely committed to this guy. And then we saw him basically when he finally got a chance last year, just destroyed. Okay. Um, I just, I can't, maybe not two, but I don't see him being much further behind, behind that, to be honest. And he's super young too. Yeah. I mean, compared to a lot of the guys, the same class and he's, you know, I, 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 I see what Mike's saying. Running back two seems high, uh, but I, I, he's not a candidate to drop out. Like we were saying, one of Swift Acres or Dobbins would Correct. probably fall out, and we thought it more most likely Acres. And you know, based on how the class refreshes, you know, between two and five running backs over the past um, few years ha- in ADP has been a rookie. It's likely that that happens, and so some of these guys, you know, like what three at least are probably falling out of this ADP list. He doesn't seem like a likely candidate to do that. Like Shane said, Taylor, based on the love for him, how yeah, everything about him and that he's 22 and on an offense that runs a football. So yeah. And it's, it's crazy. I, I, I definitely am not saying that he won't be in the top 12. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, I and, and yes, I get that. He, it, it's just, to me, it's like, I look at the Dalvin cooks, the Saquon Barkley, obviously, like you said, my BFF Alvin Kamara, in a startup draft, even though they're a year or two or three years older or whatever, I, I would still probably take one of those guys over him in a startup draft. Um, <laughs> I love your squinted nose. But but again, you know, you can <laughs> shake your head, but that's the whole point of all of this is that everybody has their own opinions and everybody d- yeah. does things differently. It's and well running back. Out. And listen, I will only say this. Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley was amazing. He was so great. How and, the mighty and, have fallen. Yeah. Just from one year to the next. And now he's not even on a team. He's sitting well, yeah, those on a knee couch. injuries, man. The well, knees, the knees the wore injuries. out. And yeah. we were was, telling people about the knee injuries and we were all, well, I was off of them as soon as those, those came back up. I was like, right. I'm out. And everybody was like, well, you but- know, he's, he's, it's just, it's, you know, he's still only 24 and he's going to get plenty of touches. And I'm like, I don't care. Los Angeles can't get rid of him because of his contract. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm done with him. He's got arthritic knees and they're already reducing his workload at 23. That made, that made up for you getting, um, out that ma- that makes up for you getting rid of Derrick Henry on all those places when I was buying him, dude. Not to be because like it, Gurley was was um, there was a reason and, and yeah. it was sound logic for for you to do that. But right, it's well, just, let's, it's let's just get some more sophomores on this list. So we, I think we all agree Jonathan Taylor is going to be in top twelve. Yes, year, right. We, we all said- get moving here. We're only a quarter of the way through. We kicked out Cam Akers. <laughs> we kept J.K. Dobbins. Right? Did we keep J.K. Dobbins? Did we yes, finish yeah. on J.K. Dobbins? Yes, we did. Okay. So I'll recap so far. Um, we kept <laughs> J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Um, and I think the next one, if you're going to go to RB8, which was the next one on the list, I don't see any way in hell that he's not here next year. Nick Chubb, first of all, I think at RB8 is too low for him. And I definitely think he will be in the top 12 next year. Sorry. That was the one out of this whole list that I was like, No, yes. I, I agree with you. I mean, we've already seen and we can we've seen basically what Kareem Hunt does does to his upside, right? Right. So instead of being the RB one, which could would be in Nick Chubb's range of outcomes, he's closer to the back, you know, the back half of it. If Nick if uh Kareem Hunt, who's on a one year deal, if anything ever changes there, um, and that's ever Chubb's backfield by himself things will get really really fun so yeah now i don't see any way chubb falls out we've seen his floor his floor is what it is with kareem hunt and his yeah. floor is still a running back one so, exactly pretty good pretty good <laughs> exactly and i know jeremy you mentioned it when you were reading the list 
Yeah, yeah. So many people faded him, right? And he became an even better, bigger buy, a better buy, and and easier to get in startups because everyone was scared off of Hunt, and both of those guys delivered. I mean, you know, we were getting both of those players, and they turned out to both be valuable to us in in dynasty and fantasy, you know, redraft leagues, even all of it. I mean, I don't see him falling out. Um, based on how great of a running back he is. I mean, close. Maybe he's like running back 11 or 12 next year this time or something, but I don't see him falling out. And that would just be because he's going to be 26 or something. I don't think it's going to be a based on ability or whatever. We see a lot of these guys hang out in the top 12 for several years in a row, you know, three yeah. years. I don't see him falling out either. Yeah, I hope I hope uh, uh, Cream Hunt moves on. So the number six one is back to the sophomores, and it's DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Shane's head, dude, the way your head just snapped back to the camera, it looked like somebody was behind you and like twisted your neck. Like this. You know, I've, I've, all my life I've been told I have a very um, uh, bendable neck. It's very, it's one of the things I'm most proud of is just how snappy my neck is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So That's um, very interesting after four years. Yeah. Did you know that, Jeremy? DeAndre Swift. <laughs> I'm to me. I'm going to say DeAndre Swift is in. Um, I love DeAndre Swift. I know there's been some chatter because uh Anthony Lynn or whoever was talking about how Jamal Williams is a true a back or whatever but uh no uh DeAndre Swift is just a complete ball player you know what I mean he's an excellent receiver he's an excellent running back so I'm gonna put DeAndre in my uh top 12 next year yeah it's a run first offense there too you know they they just upgraded that line I I think that whoever's running the ball there is gonna have a better time of doing it now what do you think Mike yeah, and Kenny's gone, right? Who who are the who are the wide receivers there now? There's um Quentin Cephas, <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That, oh no, Brashard Parkman. Brashard Parkman. <laughs> okay. So then it's gonna be the DeAndre Swift show there. It's no. gonna be the DeAndre Swift <laughs> TJ Hawkinson show, which yeah. usually running backs and tight ends cannibalize each other. Yeah. But this offense is gonna be so bad they have no one else to turn to. So I agree with both <laughs> of you guys. With all four of the sophomores, I think we all agree on three of them being back, and we all agree that Cam won't be there, you know? Um, I do think it's a very interesting situation there, and without the do you wait? Go back to that for one second. When I asked you who the wide receivers were, the first name you said was was it was it Quintez Cephas? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Is he going to yeah. be the wide receiver one in Detroit? Well, they have Tyrell Williams too, and so, and just a bunch of guys, man. Yeah, they're not going to have a TJ Hawkinson is the wide receiver one on that roster. <laughs> it's going to be weird. So yeah. we have look, we have four running backs left. All four of them are what you would call like quote unquote mean guy, the the workhorse running back, the the only guy on their team. Really, you've got Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and CMC. So they've all been there. The only one that I could possibly see him fall out is Barkley, and that's only if he's injured again. Okay. That's yeah, that's the only way. And if it lingers into the season, he, you know, he doesn't start strong, I could see that too. But, like, yeah, I don't see any of those guys falling out. Not now. Not, not this not – not, not after this season. And I lied. I could see Alvin Kamara falling. Hey, hey, Kamara hey, be 26. Hey. I'm just saying, he'd be 26, right? <laughs> Drew Brees isn't there. Their quarterbacks can throw beyond five yards now. There is, you know, it's possible. We saw some bad signs when he was with Taysom. You know, Jameis yeah. is Jameis. I don't think we've ever really seen him target a running back, though he's never had an Alvin Kamara. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying I could see it, but I'm not predicting it. I still think he's he's good enough that he's going to overcome whatever obstacles are there. And, and some of these guys could drop. Yeah. Some they, of these guys could drop a little bit, like fall. There. No doubt. I mean, CMC being up there at the top, we don't know how that team's going to use a running back. I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to get the volume that he used to get for the Panthers. I, I don't I don't think so, but that doesn't mean he's going to fall so far. Like 12, 12 spots between this May and next May unless something drastic were to happen. And um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, I mean, one of the best running backs in the NFL. I mean, same thing. If he's healthy, I, I, he's still – he'll be 26 too like Kamara, but 
I don't see that guy moving unless he's injured for life or something. He's just that good. It's funny because with this position, we've all talked about it a million times about how by week 12, week 13, you've got the third and fourth string running backs on your starting lineups. But there is still that handful of guys, the four or five guys that you can always count on. And these guys seem to be those guys until you can't. And I think at this point right now, we kind of all agree that all four of them will still be back next year. I see what Shane's saying. If the lingering injury does affect Saquon Barkley, then maybe he won't be there. But let's yeah. say he's completely healthy. If he's completely healthy, then all four of those guys will still be in the top 12 next year. At least we all think. And the Saqu- and the, the Alvin Kamara joke about BFF, it's only because I have that picture with the two of us together and I post that all the time. But, uh, you know, that whole offense with New Orleans, we just don't know what's going to happen there. So hopefully it works out. So, all right. So then if we agree on that, of the top 12, how many did we say no would not be there? And how uh, many three. do we have to add three. in? Three. 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 Yeah. So we split the baby from the last uh, two plus five is seven. If you plus that four, that's 11 divided by three split gives you 3.75. So we pretty much split the baby. Thanks, there. professor. Yeah. Oh we pretty God. much, pretty much went with the last, we averaged out the last three years, not on purpose. So we have three more to put in. Okay. I kind of want to put two rookies in. Is that crazy? <laughs> Brees Hall, Brees Hall is a a given to be in the top 12 next year, I think. Uh, Assuming he comes out. uh, Jeremy? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, top of the top of the, you know, the list as far as uh, rookie running backs. I I think for sure one guy gets in. Well, one rookie running back, no doubt. The way we the guy. Yeah, the way we did it last week was we had Jeremy tell us who the best running backs were because he's our college guy, which you are. And then we kind of wrapped it up. We kind of wrapped it up in saying the best rookie running back would take one of those spots. So we said wide receiver, but I could see two. Well, yeah, of of course, last week. But Jeremy, I'm just saying I could see two of these running backs making it into the top 12 next year. Do you agree, Jeremy? Is there two running backs coming out next year that could break that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's always running backs coming out. I think Shane hit the nail on the head with the guy he picked. Um, I'm weird about running backs. Like, I don't draft them, you know, in Debbie as high as, you know, a lot of people do. I kind of wait on them. So uh, I think you can pencil him in. Um, yeah, and I, I think I might I might differ from Shane on who else would be up there at running back. Um I don't know, man. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's another guy that I like as well as as okay. Reese Hall in this class. But right. well, arguable. If, if that's the case, then let's only say one. So because okay. we have three open spots, let's no, say no, we have two. Well, that's what I'm saying. We have three open spots. We're going to use one of them as the best running back rookie that's coming out next year. So we have two other spots. So oh, I got my guys. <laughs> You got your guys? <laughs> Before we can even finish the sentence, you already know the two that, <laughs> that you think are going to be it. And Jeremy, do you have any kind of idea who you think your two would be? Or are we going to do um, this all together? I think we could probably do it together. I mean, there are honestly, there are guys that are right there hovering around that spot when you... You know, you select the super flex ranking and you you see a Joe Mixon hanging out there, right? If he has a great season in Cincinnati, I'm not a big fan. There's Antonio Gibson hanging around um, in that area too. Miles Sanders, Travis Etienne. I, you know, I don't know, man. Totally arguable. I do think that we're on the right track though. I don't, I mean, I just think one rookie, I don't know if Isaiah Spiller and some of those other guys will do it. So what do you got, Shane? Let's see if we agree with you. Um, so I was going to go with Travis Etienne and Antonio Gibson to round out the top 12. Ah, okay. Yeah, those were two of the guys that I was looking really hard right. at. Um, I don't know. Man, I just don't know if Mixon's the back to I, – I, I think it would come down to the two you mentioned because Etienne I think is underrated. See what he does in Jacksonville. Mixon, even though I'm not – I don't love Mixon, I think that he's right there too, maybe taking a spot at and picking up the running back 12 if Henry – Najee Harris, you know, the guys we chose fall out. I could see that happening too. So we could say ETN and Gibson if you want. Let that me makes ask- me feel better not having Joe Mixon on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I just, I don't see Mixon because look, I've given, I'm, not that I've given, yeah, I've given up on Mixon. Look, he's not going to be what we ever thought he was going to be. And not even a three if he down is, back. Yeah. And even if he is, um, 
even if he turns it around this year and has a great year, he's still 26 years old, right? No, Mixon's only 24 right now. Okay, so I'll be 25 next year, but I can already start to tell the story of, well, Joe Mixon's 25. He's really only done it. What one could year. have been, right? What right. could and have that's, been? And that's what it already feels like to me. So Mixon gets the boot from me. Makes but sense. Yeah, what about you, Michael? All right, let me ask you this. Okay. I personally didn't particularly like him this year. I know when we did our rookie drafts last year, pre-COVID, Shane, you had drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round (laughs) (laughs) prior to him being drafted. Then he was drafted by Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't do anything else this year. Mm -mm. Is it possible that CEH could end up in that top 12 next year? Very much so. I mean, honestly, it's a coin flip for me between him and Gibson. Yeah. Um, I could I could see uh, CEH getting there. because And CEH actually wasn't as bad as we make him out to be. It's just that he wasn't a top five running back, and that's how people were drafting him last year. Which was Only insane. 22 as well. Which was insane. Point. Just 22. Yeah. He, he, and, but he, he jumped you, up you everybody's think, thing because of his landing spot. Yeah. And, you know, one thing about this community is we take shit personal. Um, <laughs> so the fact that he didn't finish as a running back one and people invested in him as such is going to leave a bitter taste in people's mouths which might be the only thing that can keep him out of the top 12 next year. Um, but I think he'd be right there, and I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. So I think he, he would be right there. Yeah, I think because what I was thinking of, even what you say about the bitter taste in your mouth, if you're talking about a year from now, then you'll have another year under his belt. And if there is no competition with him and Kansas City stays as a top team like they are, it's possible that he could have a, a season where he ends up there. Um, he, he, he might. Yeah, I mean, look, not everyone – has a monster year their very first season. And which is, is what we've been yeah. saying for four f-ing yeah. years. <laughs> it's completely in the realm of possibility that CEH goes out there and has 1,100 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving like we thought he was going to do in his rookie year. Right. So, yeah. yeah, so yeah. there you go. So we so, we said <laughs> – so it'll be CEH and it'll be – Trey Sermon instead of the two guys we said because yeah, so that's just how, how funny this stuff is. It's how just about we weird. put CEH in instead of Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson I does would. scare me because I haven't seen them use him in the passing game yet, and yeah. they brought back Bryce Pippen, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, and I, I, I shouldn't be worried about him, but I'm worried that they're not going to use him correctly. Um, so we're going to swap out. Mr. Gibson, sorry, buddy. We love you. It's not you. It's not a you thing. If it was a you thing, Josh <laughs> Jacobs would make this top 12. That, that, that your, was coaches, <laughs> your coaches have a lot to do with this, unfortunately. So you're gone. But CEH, we're proud of you, buddy. You you made our top 12. We, we believe big in you. Apparently, we're CEH guys now. It's funny because it, personally, I would love it to be Josh Jacobs. That's who I would love for it to be. But I, I've got to kind of look at this the way I'm trying to look at it. And I've never been a CEH person, but I just kind of feel like that could possibly be it for next year for the top 12. So, all right. So, great. So, let's wrap this up. Let's tell everybody what our top 12 for 2020. Two? Would that be 2022? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. what's our top 12 for 2022? Well, I mean, we have Christian McCaffrey still on this list and Jonathan Taylor. They were at the top at one and two. Saquon Barkley still here. Running back three. Dalvin Cook at four. Kamara at five. Not sure if they'll shake out and be there. We still think DeAndre Swift will be there at running back six. We kicked out Cam Akers and replaced him with either Travis Etienne. Let's just say Travis Etienne. Nick Chubb makes the list still. J.K. Dobbins as well. Ezekiel Elliott. And then we booted Najee Harris, who's currently running back 11, and Derrick Henry, who are run, who is running back 12. We got a rookie in there, Brees Hall, and we got another, um, another uh, veteran running back that slipped in there as well. And I forgot who it was. <laughs> it was no, I already board. said that. Didn't? Oh, no, yeah, C-E-H. I thought I said it before. So E-T-N, C-E-H, and... Um, Brees Hall knocked out the list that we booted Cam Akers, Najee Harris, and Derrick Henry. Awesome. All right. So look, (laughs) I think this is kind of fun. You know, it's obviously just our opinions and it's also our opinions on what we think the dynasty community will do next year. I think think everyone knows this isn't our top 12 because first of all, Miles Sanders isn't on this list, which is an atrocious (laughs) atrocity. Um, (laughs) 
And I don't think Zeke, I, maybe we should do an episode where we do our own top 12s, but probably not. Cause I hate rankings. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It would be fun. I mean, I don't like doing them either because I, I struggle with like who should be 11 and 12. Yeah. No, I oh want the 10, 11, 12, you know, you, 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 you want to perfect it. And it's just like, okay, what are the 12 guys? Just see if you can do that. Do you know what? I just had a really scary flashback of five years ago, joining the website with you guys. And Shane's like, Dude, I hate rankings. Will you take over my spot? And I took over his spot to be a ranker. <laughs> and I did the rankings. And I hated it so fast. <laughs> you were completely correct, Shane, to, to drop I out of that ranking yeah. stuff. And it, look, it's easy. It's easy and fun to do like, oh, <laughs> tiers. Here's like my top three tiers. It's when you get into the 30 range and you're like, I don't even fucking care. Like, is there any difference between it's wide receiver 30 and wide receiver no. 40? No. There's not Why am I even separating them? I'm like, the only thing you can do is take the guys that you think are better <laughs> than average and bump them up and put them all together so that when you're right about mo- some of those guys, it throws, you know, it gives you more credibility. Like, it's just... I think the other the other problem with it was if you think about it, God, if you think about it, five years ago, you're talking what 2016. Um, we didn't have the right, uh, even the right database or the right technology to do it, so it made it so much harder <laughs> to even well, make. No, I'm talking about us. I know some people did, but we sure didn't. So I, and I knew (laughs) people can't see Shane, but he's like covering his face, but it it was, he was so happy to get out of it. I was so happy to take over for him. And oh my God, I hated it right away. (laughs) All right. That's it. But wait, wait, before we wrap up, wait, there's more. We did have one more thing. What? Oh, we had a five-star review this week. So I want to thank uh, Dynasty Doofus, um, and I'm going to actually read his review. It says, one of the best podcasts out there for Dynasty gamers. Great content and even better personalities. (laughs) Joined their Patreon a few months ago and can't say enough great things about it. They've created an awesome community of people who love Dynasty and helping one another get better at the game. Um, first of all, thank you for taking the time to give us that review. Um, we're Absolutely. sitting at 195. We greatly appreciate it. We've got five more to go to get to 200. Um, every time I look at this, my OCD gets a little, <laughs> so, you know, just go on there, hook us up with a review. If you haven't take a couple of minutes, we'd really appreciate it. It so, would be awesome. And maybe we'll, we'll nudge Shane to have a little bit more energy when he's reading the people's review. <laughs> I've read that like a professional reader person, whatever they call those people. Has anybody ever watched the show Be Positive? It was pretty funny when the sports guy tried to be a sports reader. Never mind. Um, so, Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody about our store? Because we already talked about our patrons at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we have a store. And you should go to it and buy shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, and much more. DTHQ.StoreEnvy.com. DTHQ.StoreEnvy.com. Do it. Yeah. And you know what? Even though we talked about it at the beginning. Become a fucking patron. You actually like the show. Support us, you sons of bitches. <laughs> and come hang out with us this weekend. We're going to have a lot of fun in the Patreon chat. Um, you and- just heard me read. We have a beautiful fucking community that we've created <laughs> of people that are helping one another. Like, join our patron. I want to fucking help you. you f- Oh my God. Oh, this goes back to this morning on Twitter with Shane Swagger talking about editing. This is going to be a fun episode to edit. So uh, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ and uh, give us a rate and review at Dynasty Trades HQ on iTunes. We're so close to 200 and we love you guys. And thanks for listening. We're going to go do a Patreon thing and uh, join us. We have two days left till we have our big group party. Join us. The <laughs> nighttime is the right time. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Shane. Goodbye. Oh, my God. <laughs>